everyone, and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. I'm Nina Barnett, and I'm also speaking for Caitlin because I'm recording the intro today. So, um, Caitlin, as we probably all know, especially the listeners, is way cooler than me and is literally invited to everything in New York Fashion Week. I am currently deciding between savory or sweet popcorn so our journeys are slightly different and that's okay because she's the one that can get all the cool guests so I just wanted to do a little quick intro that tell everybody that Caitlin is around fashion week if you're at some of the parties you might see her and she is obviously sending her love as you guys know we don't live together and I house the microphones so that's why this is happening um really no update on me. I had a lovely bachelorette weekend last weekend for my friend, Sarah, shout out. And, you know, we're going to have a lot of stories to tell when we do an intro together, but we wanted to just go ahead and get this episode out. I'm so excited about it. These girls I am absolutely obsessed with. If you do not follow Sweats in the City, you absolutely have to. I'm so obsessed with them. Elizabeth and Dale are two of the sweetest people. They are just so graceful and authentic. And two of my favorite influencers and creators that I have followed for years now. They also have an incredible skill with community building. I am in a Facebook group that they created that is actually how I found my apartment. So huge fan of theirs. This was super exciting to talk to them. So definitely wanted to shout out their new app called Oro, O-R-R-O. Definitely check it out. It is so affordable and it's amazing. Caitlin and I have both been using it, but 10 out of 10 recommend checking that out. Give them a follow. And I just can't wait for you guys to hear all about all the things they have to say. It's a great episode. So I hope you guys enjoy and Caitlin and I will be back next week. Okay, here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kelly. And I'm your other host, Nina Barnett. And today we are lucky enough to be joined by Elizabeth Endress and Dale Stabler of the popular Sweats in the City brand. Hi, guys. What the fuck's up? How are you? Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh my God, we're so excited to have you on. Um, For people who don't know, these girls have started like so many different brands between like their social media presence. I was saying before we started recording that I recently purchased the annual subscription to their new app that they launched called Oro, which is amazing. They have all these different instructors on. It's so, so fun. Um, But yeah, we're so happy to have you guys on. Um, do you want to just for like to start out the interview, give a little bit of background on how you guys met and how you started the brand? Um, because it's such a fun story from, you know, researching it on our end. So, yeah, absolutely. So we met, I think it's almost seven years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dale. I always forget to like add a year. (laughs) Like I'm like, I don't know if I'm It's crazy. up as roommates in New York City. I was moving here for a job. Dale happened to already be living here and um, her roommate was moving out. So like out of desperation, I posted on Facebook and a mutual, like a a mutual friend of ours um, connected us and we FaceTimed once or maybe it was Skype. I don't know. This was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) You're like back in the day. (laughs) I'm aging myself. Um, And then I moved in and 
from there, we really just became fast friends, but we also uh, shared a lot of passions, healthy food, boutique fitness, um, exploring all those things. It was sort of like a new vibe that was coming through New York City. ClassPass was newly launched. People were getting a little bit more explorative with their fitness. And, um, and so that's really kind of where it all started. It was just like a passion that we both shared. It was a lot more unique at the time. You know, now everyone's kind of into that. <laughs> um, but we were really just like looking for a resource for, you know, reviews for these boutique fitness studios that we were going to. Um, we didn't want to waste our money or our credits. Um, and we really couldn't find it anywhere. The only thing we could find were instructors who were sharing their own methods. And obviously that's a little biased. So we were really looking for more of like an infatuation type vibe. Um, and so we sought out to create it ourselves because it, it didn't exist. That is so yeah, fucking cool. Yeah. That's amazing. This is also like in the times where the, the gold times of when class passed was like, you can do unlimited, unlimited. for no it. money. <laughs> I really, really miss yeah, it. Really are. Bring it back. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's talk yeah. About that. I, I love what you're saying about like, yeah, when class pass first started and everything. Um, I think it was one of you or maybe just like this Watson the City Instagram page, but you guys posted something like the girls who get it, get it. And it was like <laughs> class pass, like the old logo. <laughs> and then like certain like, I don't know, like iced coffee places just from like that time when you guys started and I was dying at it. It was so funny. Yeah. Post that like last week. I love that you're on it. Um, It's funny. Yeah, because it was such an era of um, boutique fitness. It was booming. You know, everyone was obsessed with like APL. And I mean, I know people still wear those things, but it just was like at the height of it. Soul Cycle, the old class pass, um, our X bars. It was just like people love that nostalgia content and it kind of brings them back. I'm like, oh yeah, that was such a thing. Those really were so the days because that was like, I remember going to summer cause I'm, I'm from the South, but I would go to summer camp in New York and there'd be all these girls in like soul cycle leggings. And I like, uh, I just wish like, so cool. we don't have soul cycle. <laughs> so funny yeah it was it was such an era and like it's so funny you think about it like I don't know how I even like people were affording all these soul cycle classes and stuff like that I mean people still do it these upper east side moms will yeah. like go off but like I don't know how before class pass people are just like out here doing like 800 spin classes a week but um let me tell you every class was booked yeah. these it's it's also like it's such a unique thing where like for the soul instructors in particular like there was like the kind of god complex of them all like people had their like instructor they would go to and they would like give a sermon it's like <laughs> a lot of cried during the first, like, the it was i, I was in that akin i was like a third row a third rower though i would just go because my friend was like a first rower die hard go three times a day and I'd go like Her once a week. Me it's truly. And I would see there was apparently one guy who, who rode front row and people said he went into debt just trying to keep up with as many classes as he can. And I'm like, I don't understand. And I loved going just to kind of observe and like, cause we were doing our, all our sweats in the city stuff then. And I was like, I need to know what goes on in here. And it was like, 
if you weren't on, if you weren't locked and loaded in your class at 1201, you weren't getting in that week. Like, it was people with super soul so that they could get their bike. So it was $70. Yeah, not $40 classes. No, $70 classes so that they can make sure they got their bike in the front row or also in the back. And it was a scene. Yeah, what is that called? Super, super soul. soul. Super oh, soul. Yeah, super soul. Oh my god. I'm sure it all still exists, but it was definitely like a peak. Oh gosh, it was a peak. Yeah, so yeah. And so kind of going on that like that mm-hmm. time when you were starting to build sweats in the city, did both of you have nine to fives like for a while in the beginning of that? Or kind of what was that, you know, life cycle like? Yeah, so we both did um, for a few years, actually. Um, And we always, our like idea, our light at the end of the tunnel was like, one day we'll be able to quit our jobs and do this full time. Obviously, we didn't really know exactly what that would look like. But at a certain point, it just got to a point where we were turning down deals. We were unable to get enough done. Like, I mean, I was waking up at 4:45 every day with my boyfriend going uptown he would go to work super early drop me off at a joe in the juice and i'd spend like two or three hours there before i had to go to bloomberg and work a full day and then i go back there oh, during wow lunch. Like, you were at was... bloomberg that's in that's really fucking intense yeah, holy and, like, shit didn't love that i like had a side hustle so that um, was a whole thing and it was just you know it got to a point where we were like all right it's time and like we've planned this as strategically as we can and yeah i'll never forget the day that we we separately, different days, different times, took the jump, but it was really like the best thing we've ever done. That's so awesome. So, do you want to explain the way uh, for the people listening, like that the brand has kind of evolved over the years? Like, I know during the pandemic specifically, it seems like you guys really like took everything to the next level, and it kind of evolved from just being, you know, reviews and stuff like that. Um, to then Aura or Oro, Oro. Oh, oh my God, Aura. Am it's I okay? okay. Oro and yeah, all that. But if you guys want to speak on that, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, you're right. Before the pandemic, we were mostly focused on fitness reviews. Of course, when we first started, it was like solely fitness reviews. I mean, there wasn't even Instagram stories when we started. And as you know, we grew and continued to grow our account, we started branching off into a little bit of wellness and health and just kind of documenting our day-to-day lives but with this bread and butter was fitness reviews of studios and we were just doing that in new york aside from when we would travel and then the pandemic hit and like everyone else or most people um everything changed overnight and for us we were so lucky that we didn't have like a business with overhead like we were able to be like okay what's our next step i mean it was it was really scary at first we're like you know, we're we're sitting here chasing brands who we have unpaid invoices. We didn't know where our company was headed and we're like, okay, you know, let's just take a breather and think about how we can, what we can offer our community at this point, because let's just put everything aside. This is a unprecedented times as we, as we know, and just see what we can do for our community. So we came up with make creating a live schedule that we posted on our story where like hundreds of instructors would fill in we'd send them an e- th- email access there th- which time they were going live on instagram so i don't know if you remember everyone and their mother was going on live teaching instagram yeah. classes but yeah. it was nice yeah. to have some Canadians. yeah some kind of <laughs> performing for the abyss yes no dark times it was so <laughs> dark need collective therapy yeah. <laughs> it, it we really still probably do 
But, um, yeah, so we were like, okay, we have this schedule. So many instructors started writing in. We, we would post it every day. They would submit their times, and it was super helpful for our community. And we were, like, growing rapidly. And we're like, okay, this is obviously a value add. So, you know, we're still in this in this in-between thinking everything's going to go back to normal soon. So we were just doing something temporarily. And then, you know, we kind of quickly learned, like, the world has changed. The world of fitness has changed. Um, one of our our problems with the fitness industry at this point was that we wanted to do so many classes like we were used to. You know, we were used to that class pass lifestyle, but we didn't want to subscribe to eight different subscriptions. We wanted that variety. We also loved the live aspects because that really kept us accountable. So we're like, what? what is our skill set? Well, our skill set that we've learned over the years is scouting out our favorite instructors and reporting on it. That's that's what we do. We don't teach, but we can scout the best instructors. So we came up with our idea, which was originally called Sweat with Sweats. And we it was through Zoom. It was just like a very basic platform, but we're like, let's just get this out. And we had hundreds of instructors go live and then that would be saved to an on-demand library. And then as we started to gain a lot of traction, we thought, what's our next move? Well, improving the product, adding in an app. So we rebranded it. We got an app. We new interface and we rebranded it Oro. And um, yeah, it's, it's like a continuation, but a way better product than what we started with. So that's pretty much how we've evolved. And now we also have a meal delivery service called Nourished by Oro. Nice. And we just came up with a clothing collab with Strut This. So we've definitely expanded the brand oh in God, a few ways. so cute. Yeah. Everyone like, go oh check it out. We're like, it we looks need like some. It looks like everything's like selling out. <laughs> yeah. It all looks amazing. If no. you want to put us like on the waiting <laughs> list really high. Um, <laughs> for, like, we volunteer yeah. for tribute. Um, but yeah, that's so awesome. And I love how, again, I was saying this kind of before we started, but you guys are such like brilliant businesswomen with all of this, like the way you see these kinds of like holes in, you know, the system and kind of find ways to, you know, go against them. Um, I was also going to say that like, even now it really has changed the way, you know, the pandemic, the way the fitness world operates. Like I'm still, you know, I'm back on class pass going to pass going to classes, whatever. But there are always times in the week where like, especially in New York City right now with this heat wave where it's like insane. I'm like, I don't want to leave my house. Like I enjoy my online fitness, you know? And that's why I was attracted to Aura, like regardless of, you know, meeting with you guys and whatever is that it's an online subscription, but it's not just like the same one teacher and the same kind of few workouts over and over again like there's variety and I think that's something that like a lot of these different subscriptions are really yeah. like lacking in so it's really awesome that you guys were able to do that um how did you decide to do the meal like program as well because that's so cool and I definitely want to check that out yeah, yeah please do so it's called nourish by oro yeah. and and really the idea behind that was kind of similar where it's we're kind of in this more at home lifestyle you know we're working out more at home we view efficiency in a different way now now we know what it feels like to go walk to the store and get the food or walk to the workout class and back and especially in the heat and so we started working with a company um and kind of like developing the concept um and really it's it's a similar concept right like it's super healthy foods 
Everything's grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, and it's delivered to your door two times a week if you want it. Um, you can subscribe to it. You can do a la carte, and it's just like tasty, delicious things that Dale and I love eating. Spaghetti squash, rice pasta. Um, there's like collard green sandwiches. Like it's just like getting so hungry. <laughs> but essentially, our our goal was for it to be the kind of stuff that like if you were to have the time to meal prep and put a bunch of meals together for the week, like what would you make? And so it's it's exactly that. It's not like super frills or like crazy ingredients, but that's exactly what Dale and I find ourselves gravitating towards always. Mm. Um, and so it was kind of just a way for us to share another part of our lifestyle, the kind of like oro way that we like to live, um, both with our low impact workouts and with the way that we eat. And, you know, just kind of offering people an easier option to have balance and have health and wellness in their routine. Yeah. Is there something that um, kind of for both of y'all that propelled you into liking healthy foods and working out? Because I know there's, I mean, for me, I found out I was allergic to like a lot of stuff. Um, and so I just felt better, but that kind of stuff. But I was just out of curiosity. Is there something that sort of propelled both of y'all into that? Um, it may not be, it may just be, it kind of was something you were interested in, but just out of curiosity. I love that question. Yeah. I don't think we've ever been asked that. And for me, I became a vegetarian when I was two, like by choice, yeah. which is super random. <laughs> and so like, I was, I was always eating like weird stuff growing up. Like this was before, like, you know, people were doing like chickpeas in their salads and like tofu. Like I was early to all of that. And so I've always been like very explorative with my food, but I've also had a lot of like weird kind of chronic illness unfortunately and a lot of gut stuff and so my system is really sensitive i just know that about myself and so generally speaking obviously there's a balance for everything but eating cleaner and kind of like looking at the ingredients and going more towards whole foods that make me feel really good is just something that i've always valued it's so funny you say that because um, I have a super similar like experience. <laughs> um, ever since I was younger, like my parents used to make fun of me. Don't get me wrong. Like I love French fries. I love carbs. I love unhealthy stuff. But like if it was between like, I don't know, like the steak or the chicken and green beans, like I was going for the green beans and my <laughs> parents were like, what is going on here? Um, and was kind of always effectively like vegetarian and then basically got really fed up of people being like, why won't you eat the meat? Whatever. Like, and there was this school trip where they're like, there's the vegetarian option, the non-vegetarian option, but you have to be vegetarian in order to get the vegetarian option because like everyone wanted it. <laughs> yeah. You have to identify. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm vegetarian now and <laughs> have been ever since. So, um, that's so funny that you say that, but yeah. And I think also like the number of people, especially like in our generation kind of who have these gut issues, it's just mm -hmm. like mind blowing. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm about to go to Europe. I'm just so excited to have like less processed food. <laughs> I'm like, let it come off me. <laughs> let all the like water toxins. weight and toxins <laughs> just float away into the ocean <laughs> ready that's amazing yeah. yeah what about you Dale though do you have any specific thing you know I was trying to think and I don't think there was a specific moment um I think growing up I always liked you know I 
I liked my junk food. I liked my treats and everything. But I also really did enjoy healthy food. I think I had a pretty balanced um, food intake. And then I guess when I started coming, I moved to New York. I kind of noticed like I, I would, you know, I worked with a bunch of girls at uh, my first job and I was comparing myself to what they were eating. I was like, wow, I don't eat very healthy. Like I thought in my mind, I was like, I'm like, all these girls are having salads and like, I don't eat salads. Like I thought what I was eating was healthy. Um, yeah. And where are you from originally? Toronto. And I started getting very into, you know, all the buzz buzzwords like, I would go to juice press. I'd go to juice generation. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely overdid those those things. And same thing with working out. Like, I got really into the hype of it. And then I kind of got brought back into more of my regular, balanced, healthy eating. And I would say, I, I like all foods. I don't have any dietary restrictions. But I definitely love eating, like, clean, whole ingredients as much as possible. And then going to dinner and enjoying the pasta or having ice cream and froyo like it's all kind of part of it for me so um yeah i think when we started the account i was definitely more into the fitness side than the food and then the food definitely became more of an interest as you know because they're both very relative so kind of grew together yeah that makes sense yeah and i think you guys have like also done such a good job of it being fitness and food but also like fashion and mm. um kind of incorporating really just all different aspects because obviously like you said I mean y'all were very early in the scene but now we do see like so much with um like health and wellness and all this stuff and I think just having such a well-rounded brand is definitely I think contributed to the longevity of everything that y'all are doing and all the future projects so definitely like kudos to that yeah. um Thank you. but I do have a funny kind of question to follow on that. What is the craziest wellness hack either of you have tried like over the years? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <sighs> I definitely at the beginning of starting sweats, I definitely thought like I needed to be like, Oh, I have to try a juice cleanse or like I have to, like I we would just send I held out. I'm yeah, scared. I, I couldn't do it. By the way, I was yeah. like three yeah. hours in, and I'm like, I need to chew. I can't do this. But I remember Hanker getting is real. Hanker's real people. You know? It's so <laughs> pointless. It is the most pointless yeah. thing. And like we got sent. You know, when you're at the beginning, you're just so like, wow, free stuff. You'll take anything. Mm -hmm. So like I remember getting sent this like Victoria's Secret diet um, with like all these like bar. You basically have to have like. A bar a day. It was like the most restrictive diet. I was like, tried the bars. I'm like, so I love the bars, but I'm not going to do the diet. I was like, screw the diet. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if we really dabbled in anything too crazy. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I literally can picture our kitchen in Murray Hill and that box with those bars. That you <laughs> I don't know, Dale. They taste like chalk. I, I still like them to this day. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> You're like, we may joint review things, but on this one thing, we differ. Yeah, it's so funny, too, you guys talking about, like, the idea that when you first kind of, like, 
you know, take off and you're getting sent all this stuff. It's so exciting. And like, then you realize I live in a shoebox in New York City. Like at a certain point, I have to be like, thank you guys so much, but please stop sending stuff because I I'm wasting it. It's like, it's bad. <laughs> like I can't fit it. <laughs> I had to literally stop working with this one company. Cause I was like, I, li- you guys are saying so much stuff and so big and I thank you, but I can't, it's too <laughs> it's big. It's not going to go anywhere. It's- I know. But, um, like, I'll put together a whole bag, yeah. and every time a friend comes over, I'm like, "Here, have a bunch of like tomato sauce and face paint." <laughs> like, the, the perfect combo, but um, yeah, that's so funny. Um, but so I have a question about you guys. Um, I mean, obviously, Nina and I are doing this as well, so it's. I think it's becoming more and more common over the years. People kind of like mixing work with friendship. Um, and working with their friends. But obviously, it's always interesting to ask, like, you know, how have you guys found that? Um, and do you guys find that you like, interact differently when you're in like a work mode versus when you guys are hanging out? Do you guys make time to like, do things to kind of feed your friendship outside the business? How has that worked over the years? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, first of all, we just got really lucky. Like, I don't think that there's many people that I'm friends with, love them all, but like that I could have gone into business with necessarily. And I think the fact that we were like very seamlessly roommates for several years was kind of like an indicator to both of us. Like, okay, this could definitely work and be very seamless. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's funny because I don't really think of like, Dale and I are just always communicating nonstop throughout every day, like about- That's like us. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) I'll like leave her apartment. I'm like, oh, so by the way, I had this thought. (laughs) It's just like nonstop. Exactly. So it's like personal stuff that we're voice noting about. And then we'll be like, side note, we just sold this partnership. Like it's always kind of like in our mind. Um, But at the same time, we also love doing things that are not- work you know going to nice restaurants together like especially now that we're on separate coasts like i think we really prioritize that when we see each other going to get a foot massage or doing a pilates class but like not for work just for pleasure Mm -hmm. like we really do try to separate the two because it's easy for them to like all kind of become one and like obviously our friendship is also a big priority in this to maintain absolutely yeah it's so funny because i like I mean, we still have so much fun. And I think for you guys, it's so similar, like doing something you love and you're passionate about. Like it doesn't always feel like work. Yeah. But literally the other night we just like, we had a big guest on recently and we went to like celebrate and grab drinks and dinner. And like halfway through the dinner, I was like, wow, it hits different. (laughs) I was like, we're really not working, are we? (laughs) Because it's just, yeah. So I think, um, And yeah, I totally resonate with what you guys are saying also about like the idea that there are so many people you can love and get along with so well, but it wouldn't necessarily work in that way. Um, And it makes sense because, you know, at my my ripe age of 28, I'm like very done living with people because it's exhausting and can be, you know, there's so many dynamics there. So I think you're totally right that that's such a good indicator of how you would work, you know, kind of having those boundaries down in a work relationship as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dale, we're kind of curious to hear about your love life. Obviously, <laughs> you made a cross-coast move. Um, I'm assuming some of that, again, new fan, but may have to do with the now husband. Congratulations. Um, 
But how has that been for you guys, like as business partners, as friends, um, since you no longer live in the same city? Yeah, it's crazy because I knew from very early on when I started dating my husband that I would end up probably in LA. Like that was the goal. Like we kind of, he was going back there for business school. I knew. And like, it was such a fear of mine. Like, first of all, it was even a fear of mine moving. Like when we were living together and I was like the day Elizabeth and I move out, like we, we were no longer roommates. Like what's going to happen? Like all our packages, like that was a fear. And I was like, and then I was like, wait, they can, you know, they could send them to both addresses. But like, I remember even that being like, how will I like live without Elizabeth? Like now we have this business. And then we obviously, you know, we got, we, we I, I moved out, um, to live alone, but also I was, I was visiting my husband, Nick a lot. Um, while we were doing long distance business school and okay, that, that was like literally no big deal, even though I really miss living together. Um, but <laughs> so it was always something that I was like super worried about. And then the pandemic hit and obviously our business model changed and everything kind of went online. Like we got used to this lifestyle of working out online, zooming online, not seeing each other for months, taking pictures separately. And it, it, you know, it's one of those things that like, I, I, I'm very, I've got my manifestation that maybe one day Elizabeth and I will be in the same city again. And then maybe we'll just, I'm just be bi-coastal. That's maybe we'll both be bi-coastal. That's the dream. And like, yeah, I, there's so many days I'm like, Oh, I wish we could just like go for a walk to Pilates and like take a photo together. And like, that's like, it's literally like a long distance relationship. I'm like, that's been really hard. But at the same time, it's like, I knew like, especially settling down that I couldn't be in New York forever just because like we didn't have family there and it just didn't make sense for us. So it did end up working out better in the sense that like our business model had changed, but Elizabeth always has a place to stay and I'm coming to New York soon and she's coming to LA soon. So it's definitely changed things, but like, of course I wish we could be together every day like before. So that's been definitely a change, but we're making it work, making long distance work. (laughs) That's so cute. I'm like imagining your husband listening, being like a little jealous. He's like, I guess she doesn't like living with me as much. No, (laughs) totally kidding. If you're listening, (laughs) but but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just manifesting by coastal for all of us. Nina's in on it. I love she's that. probably like never spent a ton of time in LA at all. Oh, no, I have. Have you? I've, yeah, I've spent months at a time here. Learning but, um, new things about each other yeah, every day. Um, but uh I just wanna say I'm so jealous that you have the ability, like after this, to just like run over to Erwan. Um, <laughs> and I would like if Erwan people are listening, um, where is our New York Erwan? Like it would do well here. I don't I'm know. so confused. I've heard rumors. Uh, yeah, I've heard really? rumors. This is probably not the platform for me to be spreading Erwan rumors. <laughs> <laughs> like not a little tighter. But I did hear a rumor. I heard a rumor, too. I heard rumors. I definitely heard a rumor. And I know. I think, like, I don't know why they're not in New York. I feel like they've been holding up for a reason. So interesting. If they're still listening. They're all over LA. I live in Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea would like one. Chelsea. Maybe a Williamsburg one. Really just cut the ribbon. <laughs> 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 Williamsburg no, guns, I like, know they haven't ventured outside like, of California. Gentrified. 
I know. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, I also want to ask a follow up with that. So obviously, like our podcast being something that really caters to like navigating like your quarter life, your 20s, like going into early 30s, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, a lot of people deal with like having best friends getting married and like that's a huge transition. So Elizabeth, I would love to hear from you of just kind of like what that's like cuz I I've have a lot of friends getting married right now or getting engaged and all that kind of stuff and I think, you know, kind of being on the other side too can be kind of interesting Daunting. to like how you're dealing with it. <laughs> some people are great, some people are like should I be freaking out? Like so I would just love to sort of hear how that experience was having a best friend and a business partner, you know, getting married, moving, all that kind of stuff. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think I've always been someone who luckily isn't super focused on like timelines and comparison in that way. I'm certainly so healthy. in other ways, but yeah. <laughs> not, it hasn't really been my pain point so much. Um, you know, I think that I, I just turned 30. So I do think that like, for me and for like a lot of girls around my age, it's certainly something that comes up. And, you know, a lot of my friends are married or pregnant or trying to get pregnant. And I think for me, it just comes down to like being good with where I am in this moment and knowing that like, hopefully that time will come for me. And when it does, it will feel right for me. And I think, you know, also like, surrounding myself with girlfriends that are in a similar position to me is super helpful who are super positive about it. Mm -hmm. um, whether that means friends with boyfriends or friends that are single, um, you know, I keep a mixed friend group of everybody. So I think it's just about surrounding yourself with good people, feeling confident that like the universe has your back and things are going to play out exactly how they should, even if there are some hiccups, painful breakups, all those things along the way, because I think most of us go through that heartbreak before, you know, really finding the right place to land. A hundred percent. And I think that's such an important and powerful message. And clearly like a lot of what inspired me to start this podcast, like I really do think that especially in the past, you know, 10 years or so, people are realizing how silly traditional timelines are. And, mm -hmm. you know, not the fact that you can be in a good place about it. And I think in the past year or two, I've finally like gotten chill about that too. Less so with like marriage for me, it was more like dating someone like I really care about and then career stress, like those two stressors. But, um, but you realize that like having that energy of like stress and negativity surrounding those things is never going to propel it forward in a way that's helpful. Um, so really, I think that advice that you're giving to just like kind of make peace with where you're at and like things will happen when they happen. The universe will have your back is like so true. And especially for girls in their younger 20s, I think is super, super helpful. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, also, Dale, I kind of want to hear, I'm sure you've like told this a billion times, but like, how did you meet your husband? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to hear so, that story. I'm such a sucker for meeting stories. I don't know. <laughs> I just love a good meeting story, you know? A meet I love a good meeting story. Um, so it actually happened the summer we launched Sweats. We had launched it like a week or two before I met my husband um, at Gurney's in Montauk. Um, Shut up. So, a true New York meeting story. I Very know, I know. <laughs> and I will say like my version 
I learned his version and it was actually really funny hearing it from him. So I was with a group of um, girls, uh, my girlfriends from the city and um, one of them, we were, we were at Gurney's and one of them went to the University of Michigan and so did Elizabeth, literally everyone in my life. I'm like, I'm just an honorary Michigan grad. <laughs> I'll just pretend, go for I it. went to Northwestern, big okay. time, love it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so he came over to say hi because he had known her from Michigan, but also they lived in the same building in New York. So they, they knew each other. And um, I guess we were briefly talking. I didn't really remember at all. And, <laughs> at, and it Gurneys. was like, yeah. And then he apparently brought his friend to come back and like talk to me again. And I like, he's like, I had this whole plan. And then again, very brief, didn't really remember. And then he messaged my friend. He's like, hey, like, can you set this up? And she had invited him to her. She had a housewarming party. And she's like, why don't you come to my housewarming party? And they weren't even that close. But he, like, apparently rallied three of his guy friends who were, like, totally hungover from the night before. And he's like, you have to come. I need to meet this girl. So we met. And literally, like, I was, like, instant butterflies. But I was like, but this guy, like, He's moving to back to LA. Like, there's no way this is going. Leaving this, like, I'm just gonna have fun with him. Like, it's like he's he already told me he's moving back to LA for business school. Like, this is great, good distraction. And then we were like, well, we couldn't really like, we really didn't want. We wanted to be together, so we ended up doing long distance. And then he moved back to New York for a bit, and then we moved back to LA. That's awesome. Exactly. Also, that is such like I've never heard such a like clear-cut wedding story like <laughs> the guys being like and I was like dude are you sure she's worth it like my head hurts <laughs> and then it was true like he was right she was totally worth it now you're getting married mazel tov <laughs> um, exactly that's, that's so that's so so sweet I love that story um and it really I cannot emphasize for the listeners who are not from New York like how funny and on brand this is with all like you know like the, the, the boutique workouts yeah. the Hamptons yeah. the Gurneys, like, for all the single so girls listening the Hamptons is a great place to meet some bachelors so you have time left in the summer really is. that's true yeah that's some, that's some good good tea right now and how's married life been for the past like year it's been good yeah it's coming up I guess October 30th is the year it's been really good um around your birthday Oh, happy early birthday. Um, <laughs> happy early wedding. <laughs> it's, it's been great. Like we just, um, I mean, I, I think when we bought our house and moved into our house, it felt like so official. And I think like, you know, you move in together, that also feels very official. Um, so for us, but it does give you this like sense of, you know, permanency and legitimacy that like you just feel like, I don't know. It's, it's a really comforting feeling, I think, at the end of the day. But it's not like much changes day to day, like once you are already living together. Um, but it's been good. Like the honeymoon was the best was the best thing of the whole wedding part. So that's where did you go? Um, we did Maldives and Dubai. So oh, I want you everyone should take a honeymoon. I know some people don't, but I take that time. You'll never get a chance to go on it again. Like. Un uninterrupted like it doesn't it just everyone take a honeymoon <laughs> no I'm very much of the camp and you know being incredibly single I clearly think about this all no I'm okay but um <laughs> but 
I, I, you know, the more weddings I go to and stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to do a honeymoon fund. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to do like a registry. I just want money to travel. Like, yeah. is that, call me selfish, but. You know, in Canada, everyone gives, there's no such thing as like, people don't do registries in Canada. So growing up, it was like, everyone gives checks. So yeah. I was really interested that people like want to give gifts in the States. So we opened a registry for a lot of uh, Americans that like prefer gifts, but I did definitely see a lot of the honeymoon funds for sure. And I'm like, you know what? You do you, you go for it. If you, you know, <laughs> yeah, get yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move into a segment called Quarter Life Qualms. And basically, this is kind of like tackling the theme of the podcast of, you know, being in your 20s and your quarter life and figuring your shit out. Uh, with that all being said, the first question is, what is a pivotal experience that each of you has gone through in your 20s or otherwise? And how has it impacted the person that you are today? I think I would say spending multiple months alone in my apartment during COVID and sort of, you know, A, proving to myself that I could like do that and not see a single soul for more than a month and survive, but also kind of realizing, understanding the importance of like social interaction and moving my body and eating nutritious foods and like how much that really benefits your both physical and mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally understand. I was still in LA and quarantining alone for a period and I had like my quarantine crew or whatever, but like, you know, it's just a totally life-changing experience that so many of us went through being totally alone for like days on end. What about you, Dale? Uh, I feel like there's so many moments, but I definitely just honestly think like quitting our jobs and going out and doing, you know, taking a chance and taking a risk and um, starting our own business. I think that to me was such a turning point because before that, I really didn't think I'd be happy working at a job. I was like, is this going to be my life? Like I really was like, what do I want to do? And when you kind of, it's kind of this confidence that you really can't get from anything else but doing something on your own and making it work. So I would say like that was probably a really big turning point, pivotal point for me. Totally. And what were you doing beforehand? I was working at a fashion startup. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Well, using that knowledge for yeah. your guys line now so yeah there we go <laughs> all comes full circle it does um okay so the next question for both of you is what have you learned dating throughout your 20s and obviously dale into married life um and elizabeth now that you're 30 you can speak on even into year 32 <laughs> yeah we don't discriminate here we've had 40 somethings on yeah. i'm about to be 30 i say that like i don't know after 27, I'm like, I'm almost 30, you know, <laughs> like every day I'm almost 30. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think for me, it was a, it was definitely an experience dating in New York city and one that I needed to have. Um, and I think my biggest takeaway was, and like something that I would have done differently, especially in the beginning is like worrying so much about approval from the guy that I was going on a date with. Um, whether that was like sort of being a chameleon to whatever I felt like he wanted me to be, 
or, you know, really being worried, am I going to hear from him? Will there be a second date? Rather than having the mindset of like, I'm going to show up and show this person my absolute truest colors because like the right person will really like those weird quirky things about me. And also like viewing it more from the perspective of, do I approve of him? You know, because I think that especially as women, like we get so sucked into like wanting to be wanted. Um, But it's like, wait a second, like let's switch these lenses around and like, you know, look at him the way that he's looking at me because I deserve to do that. And I think a lot of people forget that. And like, I even heard, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but it was like an expert on dating apps that came on and she was like, stop making your answers like on Hinge or whatever, you know, how they've got all those prompts, like stop making those answers so not unique to you. Like say the weird thing about yourself. Like you want to attract the person that is into that weird because at the end of the day, like that's going to show at some point. You can't like be this Hide it forever. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be buttoned up forever. And so I think that people really feel that energy. And I wish that when I was dating, like that that's, more of what I would have brought to the table rather than kind of like being anxious and self-conscious. Totally. And I think that that advice is so real, but it also extends to like, I went on a date the other day and I like revealed a little too much. And then afterwards I was like, Ooh, maybe it was cringe that I said that like on a first date, whatever. And then I kind of reframed it from exactly like the perspective that you're kind of taking right now where I was like, okay, but you know, if he doesn't want to see me again, like, that's self-selection, you know, like that's, it was going to happen at some point. So might as well like save both of our time, honestly. So I think, yeah, that's, that's really, really good advice. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah. I love what Elizabeth said. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, one thing was working on my relationship with myself and just understanding my own self-worth. So what does Dale deserve? What do I deserve? Um, And kind of like what Elizabeth said, like kind of seeing if someone can match up to that and um, make me feel how I want to feel. And I think, you know, even just being from the person I was when I started dating my my husband at the time when he was my boyfriend, the person I am now, I've done so much growth. And I think that has improved, you know, our communication and our relationship and being able to grow as a couple is super important and we've both supported each other at different points to grow. And I also think, um, which is so interesting because when you're, you know, when you're first dating someone or you're just, whether it's on an app or in person, like they always say like act busy, make sure that you have your own life going on. And I think that absolutely carries on to marriage too. I think kind of having my own schedule with myself, making sure I go to those Pilates classes, like making sure I hang out with my friends and really having that space like I was never morphed into of course we do a lot I do a lot of things with my husband but I'm not watching football with him and his friends on Sunday like I'm sorry I'm going to the farmer's market and going to do my Pilates class like I think that's a really good way to maintain that you know still that like dating feel like you don't want to feel like it's become too you're, you're you're one person like I think it's important to still have that independence and you maintain that spark I think by kind of being like you know, you can be, you can do what you want today, but this is what I'm doing. This is my schedule. And I think that is really what keeps like that kind of excitement in a relationship, even when you're married, like keep being busy, keep doing you. Like that's, what's going to keep 
the guy or girl, whoever, um, showing up for you and trying to, you know, so I think that's what I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really good advice. And yeah, I think it's so important to maintain that sense of self in any type of relationship. So I love that. Um, okay. So for the next question, um, so Nina and I have been discussing recently how hard it is, you know, to kind of break into the influencer space and make money through it. There's a lot of gatekeeping and lack of transparency, but for (laughs) women in their twenties who are kind of trying to be entrepreneurial or, you know, break into this kind of influencer space, what advice would you give them um, if they're trying to start their own business or anything like that, that you kind of wish you guys might have received earlier on? Although you crushed it nonetheless, but. (laughs) Yeah. When someone is picking a topic or like an idea for their Instagram account or TikTok or brand, it needs to like, A, be something that is very authentic to you. You can't be trying to be somebody else or, you know, bring something to the table that it doesn't come naturally because people will sniff that out in a heartbeat. Um, And then obviously just staying consistent with whatever that is that you pick. Um, People want to see your niche nonstop. And especially if you're doing a good job at it, like that is how you attract more people. So I think for us that came really easily because it was fitness and, and the passion was there. And, you know, obviously a brand and a purpose evolves with time and with your community. Um, but I think that that is a place to start. So whether that's like fashion or food or whatever, and also not getting bogged down by this whole, like there isn't enough room in the space kind of mindset. Like that just isn't true. We've seen so many people rise in the influencer world, especially in the last year out of literally thin air. And I think that if you really are authentic and that just creates a magnetism that people will want to follow. Yeah, definitely. And I think all those things are so true. And I think also when you start, you know, content creating, just think about building a community first and the brand deals and all that stuff will come after because when people are very focused from day one about making money, it can, it can be inauthentic, which is what Elizabeth said. And I think just figuring out what value can I bring to the table? Like I've spoken to, you know, girls like, you are like, you know, I'm, my Instagram isn't growing. Like what's going on? It's like, well, you're just posting a pretty picture of yourself, but what is it giving to the audience? And also, you know, cultivating community, it's, it can mean so many things. Like for us, we don't have, you know, the, there's a lot of people with many more followers than us, but we have a very, you know, clued in community. Who's very, it runs very deep and, I think, you know, they we're really, really strong community. So for us, when, you know, we're talking with different brands, they're like, well, this influencer who has $500,000 is charging less than you. And I was, and I'm kind of like, take a look at our stats, take a look at our community. They could have 400 K of those followers could be men from God knows where in the world who are just looking at <laughs> the hot picture of her. Like, so it's, it's really about butt pictures and don't care yeah. about buying your products. So that, I yeah, totally. think from like a brand perspective, I think it's really poor due diligence when they say things like that, because your following count has nothing to do with the strength of your community. So building a strong community from the get go is 
really how, you know, you can turn it into a business and not focusing so much on like growth immediately, but just staying true to yourself, offering value and, and really thinking about what you can offer. Yeah. I love that. And I think Nina and I have, uh, faced, you know, similar pushback when we're doing brand deals for the podcast and like something that I always try to say to these brands is similar to what you're saying is like, okay, yeah, maybe we're not caller daddy. Right. But like at the same time, we have people who are consistent and coming back to listen. And whereas, you know, these bigger podcasts, no shade to them, they're doing fine. (laughs) Like they don't need, you you know, whatever, but, um, but there are going to be people who kind of just listen in because of the guests, but there's no consistency there. Or there's no like necessarily like trust in the person running it. Whereas when it's smaller and more niche down, a lot of the times it feels more intimate in a way. So it's like it really isn't always about the numbers. It's not about having like, you know, thousands and thousands of followers or listeners. Sometimes it's just about the community. So but I love that because it it's so true. Like people can really like sniff out the authenticity bit and, you know, the love of it. And I think, you know, that's definitely why you guys have been so successful yeah. at it because it Community comes very so naturally strong. to you. Yeah. Shout out to y'all's Facebook group. That thing has saved my life. Oh. <laughs> love our Facebook group. I love I'm like, it. I'd used it just yesterday to find out where I could get the Haley Beaver manicure in New York. <laughs> that's we epic. were both like trying to figure this out. And then I gave up and I was like, I know Please report back. Asked this question. like everything my apartment is from actually wait yeah where we're recording right now my apartment is from a girl that was in that face oh my gosh I was like I'm not going to be able to come back to New York like when I need to see this apartment like does anyone know like where this is and some girl was like it's my apartment (laughs) so literally like her chandeliers up here like and I've lived here for three years now oh my god Okay, well, so the next part of this, we're just going to end with a fun game that we like to play. Um, And so this game is called the seven T questions. So T is T-E-A and it's modeled after the 73 Vogue questions. But obviously we don't have time for that. So we're just going to do seven with you guys. And it's kind of rapid fire, but you can explain if you need to. (laughs) Yeah, we never we try. It it it, never ends up rapid fire. but. But yeah. Um, okay, so the first question that we always do is, what is the current tea in both of your lives? <laughs> Elizabeth's face right now. I don't even know. What does that mean? Like, there's, like, like... However... Like the, the hot gossip. The hot gossip, or just something you're excited about. Like, we kind of leave it oh, open to interpretation, yeah. hot tea is that at the end of August, we are going to be launching something that I can't give you the full tea on, but it is... <gasps> delicious oh you heard it here first guys you heard it really here first. oh wait really exciting and that's yeah. soon that's soon that's like yeah it's right around the corner the pace things are moving this year oh my god do you want to ask then or do yeah. you dale do you have something oh that was or? kind of no i i kind of agree with liz that's a that's a really good tea hot tea we're coming out with something amazing launching something so stay tuned um yeah <laughs> I'm like, exciting I'm really excited yeah okay um 
for do, uh, yeah we can just do it for both too um so the second one is what is one of your guilty pleasures real housewives on the couch with like yeah. a delicious bowl of frozen yogurt yes ma'am any what's your favorite i'm really feeling beverly hills this season so really it started kind of slow. Maybe I should get back into it. I just feel like the addition of Diana has added another layer of wealth that, like, that showed. We didn't know about. <laughs> it's so true. Really She's. I don't shop in shop. stores. It makes me allergic. Like what? Yes. What? yeah it's wild I have to say I was loving like living for ultimate girls trip it was like it was really doing it for me that was it was cool to like see them interacting and like out of their normal like click and environment love that absolutely love that um yeah what about you okay well at this moment my guilty pleasure is bama rush on tiktok because that has oh my god is it back it is back back and it is better than ever and i am addicted to it i'm like okay i can't look at tiktok before bed because all i'm gonna be thinking about is bama rush my entire dream of it i'm like i know the dance is at this point it's addicting and tiktok in general to me but this specifically but then i'm also like very into like last month it was like all the luxury halls and like figuring out how to get a Birkin bag. Not that I'm going to get a Birkin bag. I'm just like, now I'm addicted to it. I'm like, well now I know all the tease. I'm like following all these like TikTokers, and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) It'll come. It'll, it'll just, you know, it'll appear one day. Yeah. It's so funny. (laughs) I really did not know until that became like a trending TikTok thing that it was so impossible. Like it, it, you know, talking about different layers or levels of wealth, it's like, Oh, we don't want you to spend your well-earned money. Please don't spend money. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And I'm like addicted to watching people. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not getting like, no. (laughs) go to bed literally same Uh, okay so the next question is who either historically or now um have been your guys celebrity crushes honestly i'm always just here for george clooney you guys would have like very like good looking strong eyebrowed children (laughs) just saying you know if i'm all ever dips out <laughs> i don't see that happening for her but you know, <laughs> she's like i've got pretty good <laughs> i feel like ever since second grade it was leonardo dicaprio for me and then i just watched the summer i turned pretty and conrad looks exactly like a young leo and i found that he, i was like telling elizabeth found that he was like 22 years old but i'm like oh god i clearly have like a thing for like a kids like people that look like that yeah this is not talked about enough how terrifying it is getting older and then like all the hot new it boys are young and they're young i'm a predator but like leo (laughs) was like always yeah i know and now i'm like there's a new leo who looks like him but just younger and i'm like okay this is not okay i I feel like my like first bite with that was when TikTok was really like getting big. I mean, I'm sure it was big before, but I feel like when everyone got on TikTok at the beginning of the pandemic, I started to be like, oh, these guys are so cute. Yeah. And I'd like follow them on Instagram and they're like literally just entering college. I'm like, (gasps) that like group of like the hype house. I don't know. Something about those guys creeped me out though, because they were all just like 
Something about them was really creepy. Some of them were like really creepy to me. Robotic, robotic vibes. <laughs> like yeah. just like the like, way I'm like. make fun of them, not, like in the elevator, being like, who would you? Want yeah, they were so. I think they were so cringe on their social media presence yeah, that I'm so like, cringe. I can't. I don't care how good looking. Like no. Yeah, it's like scary. The ick doesn't go away, even if you're really fucking hot. <laughs> even if you're Leo vibes. That's fair. Okay, so the next one is. Um, Fuck, Mary kill. This was inspired by your video, by the way, Dale, which was so funny. Guys, go watch it. But <laughs> Okay, fuck, Mary kill, a matcha latte, um, a cortado, or the Haley Bieber smoothie at Air One. <laughs> oh, I would marry the matcha latte. Great choice. I would say fuck the cortado. Caffeine's not great for me, so that's like, you know. <laughs> one night stand. Yeah, one night stand vibe. And then kill the Hailey Bieber. I haven't had it, so I can't actually speak mm, to, so you know, maybe it would be higher on my list, but. Yeah. What about you, Dale? Uh, I tried that Hailey Bieber smoothie. It is really good. You seem to have liked it. I liked it. I would say, <laughs> does fuck mean temporary? Like, you can just yeah, like. Fuck. Yeah. So that I would, I would, I would fuck the Hailey Bieber smoothie because I'm not having it every day. I'm not a cortado girl, but I need coffee, so I would end up marrying coffee, and then I would unfortunately, even though I love matcha lattes, I would have to kill that. Wow. It's, you know, it's tough, but we're out here making life-changing decisions for the American government, so um, thank you guys for your honesty. Um, (laughs) Okay, amazing. The next question is, what is the smallest hill that either one of you is willing to die on? I wish sometimes I'm like, maybe we should put the whole video. So our listeners have been like, go on YouTube, like put like the full oh. video on. And we're like, oh, we don't like how we look in the full video. And that's more work for us. <laughs> but then like when people have reactions like this, like facial reactions, I'm like, oh, my God, this is gold. It's just so good. Yeah. Anyway, this is like our favorite question. <laughs> this is our favorite question. I need to think about this. I mean, I have, a, nails look really good. I have a boring answer. It's okay. I feel like it's really it's not exciting. I feel like it, it's it's really related to our job, but I feel like so many people are like low impact workouts aren't effective and they so are. So that yeah. would be my hill to die on, but it's just I not think that it's exciting. It's a very on brand hill okay, to die yeah. on. Yeah. I think that low impact that workouts can be very effective, more effective yeah. than high impact workouts. Mine is that city bikes are moving death traps. <laughs> yes. I've, I, I, have, I stand you've by that, inspired honestly. a new hill which is just that like <laughs> I think my hill is maybe a little bigger than that and less niche down so yours is better but like I'm just like I'm done with bikes and bikers in New York City like I swear to god they're going out of their way trying to like make me feel like I'm about to get hit they're riding <laughs> against the traffic like the wrong way yeah. they're coming from everywhere like it's it's lawless it's scary <laughs> I don't know yeah, I completely agree. I would love, listen, part of me is a little jealous because I'm like, look at those daredevils just like riding. <laughs> but the other part of me is like, no, I'm good. Like I'd rather, you know, play it safe Live. and like make it to the oh. office. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't get down with it. Me neither. Yeah. Also, I'm like, how do people, I mean, okay, this is. Now I'm just adding my hills. I, I haven't done this before, but here we are. Say, here, but we are. here we are <laughs> giving my two cents that no one asked for. But um, I think another hill that is related to why I don't bike a lot, like 
other than that whole component of like it being so dangerous is like how do people do that to date and not sweat profusely and also why are this is the hill why are there all these like influencer girlies out here like who are like cute in their little sets just not sweating in like berries classes like what the fuck what are they doing <laughs> do they just have botox everywhere like i'm nina knows we do workout classes together i kind of sweat an embarrassing amount like i would say i'm like far on the scale of like sweaty girl which isn't like the greatest thing but it's my truth but some people are just out here not sweating in these streets yeah wow. i don't know because like i walk four blocks to a Pilates class and like I'm sweating all the way through my outfit so I'm it's sure free workout yeah like would not be great for me maybe like the fall is a better time but when I see guys like yeah. in suits that are clearly going to the office on a city bike I'm like there's just so many death wishes like in one in that combination all yeah. It's one. yeah so true oh yeah god bless yeah <laughs> I'm also I've never been on one of the electric ones because I'm absolutely sure I would crash it like for sure spiraling out of control on a on an electric one yesterday and i'm like that dude has literally never been on one of those before i don't even know if he knew it was electric that thing was going <laughs> oh my god shouldn't be laughing but <laughs> oh yeah that's not it for me okay the next question is what is one treatment for each of you that you couldn't live without Ooh. I would say lymphatic drainage massage. Oh, um, I love lymphatic. Both from like a relaxation standpoint, but also just I know that it does good things for my system, inflammation, detox, all of that, like makes such a big difference to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, I personally and a lot of other people, especially like throughout like long haul or COVID stuff, you know, and whatever have really seen how horrible inflammation is for your body. Like for me personally, when I got COVID both times, I had really, really bad inflammation to the point where I like gained like 15 pounds purely from inflammation, my body trying to fight the virus. Right. And yeah. And things like that had just, and continue to be like so key for me afterwards. So yeah, I love that answer. Um, I am a foot massage addict, like to the point that when we were living in New York, we lived on top of like a footsie spot, like or, like around the corner that like, I would go to so many footsies. Nick, my husband would be like, where are you off to? Cause like, I mean, we had nowhere to go. And I was like, this is after like when things start opening up and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to CVS. And then I'd come back like an hour later and he's like, she's just like, <laughs> Like are massage. you cheating on me with the foot <laughs> massage guy? <laughs> so I was like a pretty big addict, I would say, in New York, and I still yeah. am here. But I love massage. I love any kind of yeah. massage, foot massage, uh -huh. body massage. My favorite. Okay, and then the last question we have for you guys is: What is one of your favorite qualities that you have for the other person? So, like about one another. It can be like physical or um it's probably not physical, wise. but <laughs> I like your hair because I'll probably never be blonde. Oh thanks. <laughs> Elizabeth does have the best hair. So yeah. Um I would say Dill is a very sorry, now I'm cutting you off in the middle of the compliment. Um <laughs> it's your creativity and your ability to just like think quickly and act quickly on the fly. Like Dale is really good at like being funny on a TikTok and like she doesn't need to do it a million times like I would and 
you know, she just kind of like her brain works in a more creative way than mine, which is amazing. And yeah, it just allows for like great ideas, good writing, great content. I'm obviously Thank just you. speaking about this in like a job capacity. It goes way beyond that. But <laughs> yeah, Thank you, you, you do have nice. really good, like you can tell your content's very like off the cuff in a really like fun. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. so nice. Um, I have two things because one people might like know and then one people might not know. Um, Elizabeth is amazing at execution. Like her diligency, like boom, boom, boom. She could see she could see how to organize and like that is like a talent. Like she has it like no other. And then also like I don't think people could tell but like you – She's one of the most selfless people. Like you have the biggest heart. You're the best friend. Like you really, you really don't like, I feel like, you know, when, I don't know. I just feel like you just always put others, like just the way you are, your nature, you're just so empathetic and you have such a, you feel for people and you always are just such a good friend. So I would say that. Oh, oh, this is so I'm so glad we asked that. Like, I know. She, like, I love you never that want the spotlight. Like you, like you're always like this is, and like you would think like, oh, like I feel like a lot of people like wonder about Elizabeth because like, oh, she's so pretty, this and that. But I'm like, she's not like, she doesn't just like, she's not self. You know what I mean? Like you're very selfless. So I would say that. Aww. And it's nice because your guys' answers like complement each other really well and yeah. kind of show or demonstrate why you guys are work are so such well a good together team. yeah as a team oh, so you. that's awesome oh. well thank you guys so much for coming on today i love this episode i think you know it's really gonna resonate with the listeners and especially with you know younger women there's so many like nuggets in there that are just so good um but yeah thank you guys um thank do you, you want to let everyone know where they can find you guys follow you guys get oro all the stuff stay tuned for the fun yeah stay tuned for the fun <laughs> announcement which is probably going to be like around the corner by the time we release this yeah, yeah. oh okay. um so you guys can find us on instagram at sweats in the city and then you can find oro oroapp.com and there's a seven day free trial on there we highly recommend just dipping your toes in and giving that a whirl before you commit um totally free and tons of live classes every day i'm a fan i'm a fan yes and then follow me at ckny1213 and the podcast at wtf sup pod and you can follow me at nina barnett or at needs barnett on tiktok if yes. you want to chuckle oh i you gotta wanna, follow now you want to giggle <laughs> bringing out my phone time to follow okay.